Good music choice, I like this. Why is there something they're playing Sons of Anarchy? We'll talk more about this song later. How was your week, Kevin? Uh, not bad. Not great, not bad. Not bad. Feel about the same. Feel about the same. Yep. Uh, yep, it's so, almost December, bro. It's almost fucking Thanksgiving. We're almost over yeah. that. Thanksgiving is That'll next be December. Week. I know. That's crazy. Uh, I think we, I think it was last year or the year before we had a Thanksgiving episode where we talked about Thanksgiving sides. Yeah, um, and you put, like, grape jelly in your mac and cheese or some fucked up shit like that. Well, that was weird food combinations. We've talked about that in the past, too. But for Thanksgiving... I think I think you mentioned. What was your stance on the sides for Thanksgiving and turkey and all of that? I'm not huge on Thanksgiving in general. The food I yeah. like. Um, I'm bigger fan of appetizers. Turkey just yeah. makes me sleepy. So you must love uh, deviled eggs. You like deviled eggs? I don't like deviled eggs. I don't like hard boiled eggs that much. I okay. actually like them. Uh, at Texas Roadhouse. They put them in your salad. I like that. I do too. That's a, a that's my dressing. Fa- that's really that's good. My, that's my favorite yeah. way. Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I mean, I I love cooking, so yep. big meals like that for yeah. for a bunch of people are, is pretty cool. Um, finding yeah. new recipes, uh, pies and cakes and whatever. Me and my cousins always handled the appetizers. It was always fun for us to do like uh, hot dogs, pigs in a blanket, uh, wings, meatball shit like that. Like that's what I like. And then by the time dinner comes around, I'll have like a little turkey. And as long as it's dark meat, I don't like white meat. I love that's dark what, meat turkey. I hate white meat. That's one of those meals that I'll eat once a year. It's like you mentioned, turkey, yeah. turkey's an okay meal. It's like a once a, once a year meal mm-hmm. where you can actually feel like you can get full and and yeah. be gluttonous for the most part. My, uh, like ham, my mother ham was always Easter's. big on like chicken dinners. Ham at Easter is very good too. That, that's that's my second favorite, I think. But I think I think ham at Easter is my favorite. I fucking love spiral ham. Um, I uh, I make a raisin yeah. gravy. You ever had raisin gravy before? It's like brown it sugar. Atrocious. It's uh, brown sugar broken down in vinegar and water and a little bit of lemon juice, raisins put in there. It's like a sweet gravy you put on top of ham. It's really good. Um, oh, get nice. a little bit of sweet and tangy with it. You break down the brown nice. sugar in a, in a pot and, uh, bo- and boil it down. Um, that's my that's one of my favorite things in the world. Sounds um, like it'll put you in diabetic coma. Oh, it does. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> the only way. It's the only way to eat ham. Ham is so yeah, I love, salty. I like Easter Easter the most. Um, I just do a, uh, we do the spiral ham, and then I just, obviously with like the glazing and whatnot, and then do oh, yeah. a, uh, yeah. I make like a horseradish mustard for it, it's really good. Nice. Um, yeah, I love, and plus like baked beans is a good thing for, to have with the ham, and yeah. uh, my mom's recipe, I don't know if you ever had her, had her baked beans, but they're really good. I don't think so. Though. They're really I make good. A, I make a good one, a calico bean, it's it's just a basic uh, recipe you can find online, but. Um, nice. All right, let's jump into the show. Uh, do you All do right. you have your part three of uh, our Teach Ray Sports segment ready to go? Uh, we're just going to talk about betting in Maine and how I have done thus far. Okay, let's uh, go to a Teach Ray Sports segment. This is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. We need a theme for Teach Ray Sports. I couldn't think of anything that would be original. I stole this instrumental from the Gary Shanley Show. This is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. This is the theme to Teach Ray Sports. So, Raymond, yes. How'd it go? I, I want to give you my most valuable lesson 
okay. in teaching you sports. <laughs> I will tell you that you should not gamble legally. <laughs> Just don't do it, Raymond. Just don't do it. Now, for the record, uh, I only bet. I bet very small, like ten bucks a, a game. I don't want to do more than that or whatever. Get a, get ahead of myself or behind too far. Yeah, yeah, I could get far behind in that too. Yeah. Um, two nights ago, six game parlay. That means you choose six games, yeah. and if you hit every time you choose another team, it it makes your winnings better. Six game parlay, Raymond. NBA. The okay. Chicago Bulls cost me two hundred dollars because every other team fucking won. Oh shit. That's where people get addicted to it. Um, I, besides that, I bet on like one football game last weekend. We'll leave it at that. And um, UFC, I did bet on, and I won uh, $45 oh, nice. um, in one of the main events. Nice. Um, so I was pretty happy with that result right there. Um, UFC last weekend was excellent. Um, Tom Aspinall on 12 Days uh, came in, and uh, well, the big fight was supposed to be John Jones, Stevie Miocic. They've booked this fight for like four years or four different times. I think I talked about it last week, actually. And uh, John Jones broke his leg with like 12 days ago. Um, they didn't want to give Stipe the alternate guy they had. So they just called up Tom Aspinall, who wasn't in camp or anything. And on 12 days, nose came in and everyone thought he was going to get knocked out because he was pretty much out of shape and kind of out of it. Like basically with 12 days ago, you show up, you do a little bit of training, but he was also had a hurt back. So he didn't even train that much. You do your weigh-ins and then you go to the fight and knock the guy out in like 45 seconds. And that's where I won my money. Hmm. Um, so I was pretty happy about that. Uh, he's only the second person in the United Kingdom to win uh, UFC gold above middleweight. Um, the other being Michael Bisbing, who is in the crowd, and he also took his middleweight fight on, uh, I think, two weeks' notice, so like two, he had two extra days. So he also won a title from the UK on short notice. Hmm. Um, Michael Bisbing was a rival at one point in time with Chael Sonnen. Today's quote isn't about Michael Bisbing. He they kind of talked back and forth a little bit, but it wasn't as entertaining as I was hoping. I couldn't really find the right clip. So I found a clip of Chael talking about how difficult his life was growing up. When you see all these UFC fighters, and they're from Brazil, you know, they're, as Chael Sonnen would put it, they grew up playing in mud <laughs> while he and his friends grew up talking about technology. It's fine. It's fine. So uh, you want to play that clip of uh, Chael yep. talking about what it was like growing up in the mean streets? Yep. I don't know that I'm a self-proclaimed gangster. I'm from the mean streets of Westland, Oregon. And I've seen things and been through things that somebody like you and your little pearly loft couldn't even relate to. And if you're asking me to share stories with you that are frankly none of your business, maybe I'll give you a couple and maybe you'll take a little smug look off your face. But I can date back to when I was 11 years old. I'm minding my own business and I'm in a park. This guy, stranger to me, takes a piece of gum out of his pocket, he puts his mouth, and he just throws the wrapper on the ground. There was a police officer standing right there. He didn't do anything. And I saw that. I had to see these things at a young age. Sure, somebody came along, somebody picked it up, somebody threw it in the trash can. But for the few moments where that sat on the ground and the law was violated right here in my neighborhood, you know, you look at me, there was years where my father didn't even make a hundred grand or barely made a hundred grand and sure we had a maid but she only came twice a week what do you think happened the other five days you think those dishes washed themselves my neighbors were twins 
they got a Mercedes for their birthday, but just one, they had to share that car. They had to share that car. Who gets to drive today? You haven't seen the things I've seen. You haven't been down that way. You haven't been to the mean streets of Westland, Oregon. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> amazing. Yep. Um, so I figured next week what we'll do is to wrap up the 30th anniversary week, we're going to do uh, one more segment on Chael about his uh, rivalry with Anderson Silva, which I've talked in plenty about, but there's so many good quotes. Like, that's the rivalry that got him, like, known. And we're going to do the Conor McGregor talk as well. Oh, so nice. that'll be a fun little segment, I figured, to wrap up UFC month. Um, one more thing I want to talk to you about. Yes. On Facebook, when we, t- we mentioned it a few weeks ago about this Travis Kelsey bullshit that's going on with Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. As a football fan, what are your thoughts on Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey? Oh, I fucking love the Kelsey brothers. Okay. They're great. Um, because they're on I, my they're on my they're Facebook awesome. they're on my Facebook radar and my algorithm now, so I'm watching a yep. lot of their videos from their podcast. Jason yeah. Kelsey is a funny motherfucker, and I and I think they, there's a documentary on I want to say Netflix or HBO about him. I heard about that. Um, he was he had it rough. Like Travis had Travis is the one that had all the talent. Yeah. Uh, his brother had to fight and claw to get to where he is now. He's one of the best players in the NFL. Like his brother wasn't even recruited out of high school. Mm-hmm. Like he went through a lot. Um, and now he's up for like sexiest man of the yeah, year. I saw that. Like it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I like both the Kelseys outside okay. of Taylor Swift now being involved. I I enjoy them. I in general I like the Chiefs, outside mm-hmm. of fucking Patrick Mahomes' wife and little brother who's on TikTok all the time and the fact that Taylor Swift is at every game. But that's whatever. Yeah, football. Football is a weird thing because you can be like a Patri- as a Patriots fan. Like, who is the main rival? Rival is it the Jets? Giants, uh, Jets, Jets, kind of Jets are in conference rivals, um, but it was always at first because Tom played for so long. Um, when we were good, that's really where rivalries develop outside of just being like in in um, the same conference. Like we've yeah. always been enemies with the Jets. They're also from New York, but mm-hmm. for most of Tom's career, it was the Colts because they had Peyton Manning. Okay. Uh, you know, groomed for success since birth type deal. And then in the last half of his career was Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, yeah. um, where Brady, I don't, I think he lost them in the regular season once, but he never lost them in the playoffs and he beat them in the Super Bowl and beat them in the right. AFC Championship game. Right. So it would be those two teams. And the Jets, like, they upset us a few times in the playoffs. Um, they, did they ever beat us for the division? I think one year they might have had the division on us also. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, I mean, as far as exciting rivalries, because Jets have been mediocre for essentially 20 years outside of, like, two or three seasons during Tom's career. Uh, it was the Colts and then the Chiefs just due to the fact that those were the two teams always in the – always around the AFC Championship. It was always be Colts-Pats, then it was, you know, Chiefs-Pats. Uh, every now and then another team would slip in. Uh, Baltimore was always very tough for us. Uh, they played so well defense uh, in conference. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of the Kelsey brothers. I, I do. Yeah. I, I was wondering They're if that likeable. was a good thing. The I whole family's likable, was, yeah. I was wondering if that was a good thing because as a Patriots in Patriots Nation, which I'm not a fan of any of that yep. stuff, I was wondering yep. if that was even yeah. worth being. Because it's I know kinda, it's, it's weird to kind of weird, fans. like, being a Pats fan and, like, having all that success for 20 or whatever years, and now we're, like, so bad, it's you don't even want to watch the games because they're not even entertaining. Yeah, and then you I can go and, like... That. That, but, like, I get excited to, like, watch the Chiefs play. 
Right. Except they show Taylor Swift at every single fucking time they can. Is, is um, this is it this weekend's so, game where the Eagles and the Chiefs are playing against each other? And it's yes. brother versus brother. That's what I, I kept hearing I believe about that so. too. And that was I Super Bowl. So. That was a Super Bowl last, last year. Last year. Yep. yep. So yeah. yeah, come back from that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just want yeah. to talk about. I think that they, I think their parents have. I think they their parents have the customs jerseys, so they're split. Yep. So it's that. like the left side is a Chiefs one, and the right side is an Eagles one, or vice versa. And they have like the number split too, which is kind of cool. Um, I I had never oh, heard yeah. I had never heard of Travis Kelsey until this whole Taylor Swift thing, and then all of a sudden he showed up on my yeah. radar of the, all these he's, Facebook videos. He's been one of the best tight ends in the NFL for six years, probably okay. at least. Okay. Um, he's good, but he's also older. Like, I mean, thirty. He's like thirty. He's the same age as Gronk, and Gronk's been okay. retired for two or three years. He just didn't have the uh, injuries that Gronk right, had that right, right, ended right. his career. The back issues. Uh, yeah, he's so not, Travis, not a young kid. So Travis Kelsey and um, Patrick Mahomes, they're a good team together. Yeah, they're, they're like fun Brady. to watch. Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, Patrick Mahomes would do shit like he'll be like running, looking to throw, and he's a right-handed person, and he'll put the ball in his left arm and throw it left-handed just randomly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. The the throws this guy makes is just insane. Cool. Like, he's, he's incredible to watch. Yeah, we'll talk about that more, I'm sure, coming up, uh, yeah. going into Super Bowl season. I uh, yep. wanted to bring up the Marvels and Loki from last week. Um, I didn't. T- I didn't really talk about how great Loki was in general. I mean, I, I kind of mentioned that Tom Hiddleston was. It was probably the best story arc they've had for any character on on anything in Marvel. Um, I did want to bring that up again. How and kind of cement that that it was a good show and overall complete as a series for season two. I thought it was a great ending to his journey as as loki tom hiddleston um yep. he was on after, especially if he's done yeah and that's what we're going to talk about now um yep. last week right after the writer strike ended everything started back up again we're going to talk about <laughs> probably 10 trailers that got released just in the last five days alone because everything has become a let's market everything now which is good um oh, yeah. but tom tom hiddleston was one of the first major celebrities to be on Late night. It was on uh, the Tonight Show last week. I think him and Brie Larson went on Thursday night yep. or Friday night talking about Miss, yep. uh, talking about the Marvels and Loki. Yep. Um, and he had mentioned to uh, Jimmy Fallon that this is his quote um, when he was asked about leaving Loki. He said, "It's the conclusion of the first and second seasons, just like six movies, twelve episodes, and fourteen years of my life. I was twenty nine when I got drafted, and now I'm forty two. It's been a great journey." He's talking very. Uh, ceremoniously about this kind of being the end of his uh, character run as far as 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 what we know of him being Loki. Um, I did want to bring that up this week because uh, that character arc in that show was really really good. Um, if you talk if you're talking about from first episode to the very last, yeah, it was it was amazing. And the very last scene you see of him being kind of encased in this tree as the center of the roots of all space and time. Um, it was very, very poetic, considering what's going on behind the scenes with everything at Marvel. We'll talk a little bit about, but um, I mean, it's a mess, and they're and they're and they're canceling stuff, pushing stuff. Um, new casting announcements this week, which we're going to talk uh, about at the very, very end. Insane. We're yep. gonna have a we're gonna have a deep discussion about that because we both have pretty much similar feelings about that. Yes. Um. But yeah, it's a great show. Um. And he mentioned last week, like what happens with Kang? Did Kang is Kang kind of pushed to the sidelines? Is did Loki kind of end that so they could go another direction? 
And I kind of mentioned that the TVA had a dossier with all of the Kangs. And, and what they said in the show was Kang is... We, we know what's going on with Kang. We have, we have our eyes on him. So in other words, he's not really a threat to the TVA. Which makes it seem like he's not really a threat to the whole entire MCU going forward. And I, think, I don't really think I uh, cemented that too much last week as well. So, at this point, with Loki in control of the timelines, kind of bringing everything into control, where there wasn't any control in the multiverse, Loki's controlling it all, holding it all, kind of the god of the multiverse, there's a lot of stuff that could happen in Secret Wars. I could see him being the... Not the Grandmaster, what the hell is his name? The one who... who creates the groups no no that's flex um no the oh, one yeah. that can the one that can uh, beyonder no i don't remember who it was the, whoever grabs everybody for the secret wars team to to have this big secret wars battle of uh, incursions um he could be that one he could be the one that that leads that um i could also see it being dr doom but we'll talk about that later on too um there's just a lot lot to unpack here. There's a lot of stuff. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of rewriting and a lot of changing. Um, come, They're saying Comic-Con, but I really think they should come out with some sort of a a Marvel panel of their own. Go to the El Capitan Theater in L.A. and just do something like they did right before Civil War. And uh, give a whole explanation of what the fuck's going on. I think right. as that's, fans, when they, uh, that's when they changed the Civil War title, right? Yep, that's when they changed that a was lot that of presentation. things. Yep, yep. Uh, they brought in Chadwick Boseman for the very first time and, and officially yep. announced him as Black Panther. Um, that was yep. huge, and I think Robert Downey Jr. was there, and he came out and just the whole crowd ate it up. They need something like that again. They need to bring fanfare back to what fans have lost all hope for. Um, so let's talk about the other thing last week, the Marvels, which we kind of lambasted quite quite a bit, rightfully so. Um, but there's one thing that you had asked me, or we were talking about, who was um, uh, Maria Rambo, Monica's mother. Um, I think we said Photon. It wasn't Photon. Her character uh, is binary. Now, binary is binary. A Photon is the daughter, right? Yep, Photon is the daughter. Okay. Binary okay. is an X Men character. In if X Men '92, the cartoon series. Now we're going to talk about that too because that's an amazing theory. Um, X-Men 92, Binary was a character in the X-Men. Binary yep. is also the character, if you remember in the comics, um, Rogue gets her powers, mm -hmm. her, her flying powers, because she can steal powers from other mutants. Binary is a mutant, by the way. She can steal her powers from other mutants, and she, if she holds them for too long, the powers, she almost absorbs them completely, and that's exactly what happens with Rogue. Rogue absorbs the powers of Binary and Captain Marvel, and she gets this ultimate, ultimate superpower where she's able to fly. She's able to have super strength. So that's how Rogue gets her powers in the comic books. And in the 1992 comic book series, if you remember, I mean, in the, in the TV show, she gets, her, he gets, she gets her powers in an episode with Captain Marvel. Um, so all that stuff, and especially with seeing Binary with the X-Men, makes me believe that this is X-Men 92. Like that, spoiler alert for the next 10 seconds, I'm going to say something at the very end. Everybody fucking knows about it. It's all over the internet, even if you haven't seen the movie. But the very last scene of this movie, the after credit scene, you see Beast. Looks identical to the Beast from the 1992 
X-Men run on Fox in the mornings. And if Kevin Feige is a huge, huge fan of that cartoon series, as am I. I this is the first, that was probably my first Marvel love. But um, I, the theory going around, I know Screen Rant, I think, or Screen Rant or one of those did a whole video about it where that that seems like we're going to be getting that that whole X-Men 92 series in live action as the X-Men that we're going to see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which would be amazing because mm -hmm. that beast looks incredible. Um, if they do all the costumes right, if they do the stories right, and I, I it, just hearing just that whole entire storyline with Rogue, I would love to see her get her powers like that because the Rogue in... The first X-Men didn't have that power. The only thing she, she kept doing was stealing Wolverine's power so she could heal right. in, all, in all those movies. But I would love to see her get that actual power and actually see her having a love story with Gambit would be, would be amazing, too, if they do that correctly. But, um, yeah, it's, it's all, everything is open there. It's great. I mean, it's, it's a great time because Mar comic book movies aren't dead. I mean, you look at The Boys, you look at Gen V... Two greatly written shows on on Amazon Prime that people are still watching, still loving. The content is not oversaturated. It's just you gotta have the writing, you gotta have the strong story writing there, story and you gotta there. pull back on projects. And you have to pull back on what you're. Gen V and out. the boys are special, and Invincible also goes along this line because you only yeah. get it once a year if you're lucky. Um, at one point, Marvel was doing. Two, I think three movies was the most they released in a single year. It's still yeah. maxed out at three. Yeah. Um, but then when they shifted all the focus to Disney+, Plus, they went from having 18 projects over the course of nine years to having 18 projects in the next two years or whatever yeah. it was. Something stupid like that. Um, yeah. At least in development or being worked on. Uh, so yeah, they got to pull a range back, which it looks like they're doing. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing. And I think that'll be, that'll be a big thing. Because like, I was talking to people that wanted to go see... The Marvels, and I was like, "Oh, have you caught up on the Disney Plus shows?" And they're like, "We saw like half of Wandavision." And I'm like, "You might want to sign up for Disney Plus and binge watch Miss Marvel yeah. for the weekend." And I told this somebody who I know was absolutely going to love. They're going to love the Marvels either way because I know the type of people they are. They're very casual. They get they just enjoy going to the movies and having a good time. Um, they're not into it like we are as far as diehards. But I'm yeah. like, you pr should probably check that movie out just in I mean that show out just in case. Um, I don't think I don't which think sucks that's going to that ever happen again. Of, Oh, I know. I mean, it sucks that like that's happening now, where like people are missing out on things in movies because they didn't catch the show because they weren't gonna pay for Disney Plus or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that was a bad idea. Like, it's nice to have like things connected, but not like to the point where like you had to watch thirty to hours see... of TV shows to get caught up on yes, all the to... all yes, the narrative. Exactly, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, and so. all, and like you said, it's all within two years. Like all that TV, all yeah. the good stuff that you had to watch was in the two within two years. Yeah. But that's not going to happen anymore. With this new Spotlight series that they're doing, um, I think Echo's the first one, where it's not really connected to anything else. It's kind of standalone. Yep. You're going to see a lot more stuff like that, which is good. The standalone stuff is good. Like, you talk about Werewolf by Night. That was one of the best things that Marvel had come out with mm. on, on uh, Disney+. Plus, And it was just a quick 45-minute, 45-minute little yeah. mini-movie. And same with the uh, Guardians. Yeah, Guardians. I love that uh, special. The Guardians Christmas special. Yeah, it was great. Um just a quick standalone in their own universe where you don't need the narrative to go further along in the overall overarching story, but you can kind of get the origins of a character. If you didn't want to do a whole origin again, like on somebody like Blade, I don't know if we're going to see an origin on Blade again. Maybe. Um, I don't know. 
but characters that have already been developed, especially in the Fox universe that have been around for 25 years almost, having that Disney Plus maybe small little mini-series kind of like they're doing with Echo may work. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. There's so much shit going on. Between that and DC, which is getting a rebuilding phase in itself, even though we didn't really want it to be rebuilt the way it is, but yeah, we'll talk about that too in a little bit. But um, yeah, we'll move on. But yeah, I wanted to bring up the, the binary things. We, we had said it wrong last week, but um, we watched a lot this week. Um, catching up before Thanksgiving. I know you're going to be yes. busy with family next week. Real quick, real quick. Yes. Uh, Smallville. Yes. Um, I've, I wasn't binge watching it. Uh, today I watched like s- five episodes. Excellent. Uh, that show is fucking awesome. Uh, I saw the episode with uh, Amy Adams in the fat suit. Yep, yep. Um, I saw like that whole like, six on. Yeah. I mean, I saw her in the beginning. I'm like, that looks like Amy Adams in a fat suit. And then yep. like, as the credits are rolling, it's like guest starring Amy Adams. I'm like, Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, so, her, um, yeah, rocking and rolling. It's a great show. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum is, Oh yeah. Oh man. That guy's fucking, any, he's so good. Even, and like, you, you can see like, full Lex. <laughs> you see just, yeah, right now you just see him as like the seeds are being planted, like within each episode. And he's trying to figure out who Clark is. And then Clark loses his power in that one episode. Yep. And he's back to thinking, okay, maybe what happened at the beginning of the series where I got hit by the car, maybe whatever. Um, so yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah. He's great. He's great in that show. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you know, and you do get history. like, you do get like Aquaman and stuff like that at some points, right? Yeah, you get a lot of characters. You get pretty you get, much everything, the, right? Yeah, okay. The only, thing, the only thing that never shows up in the show is Batman because of all the Nolan stuff that was going on at the same time. They didn't want to bring Batman into yep. the universe. Yeah, it's a little Batman. disheartening, though, when I sign on to Hulu and it says, like, a hundred and... There's, like, what, oh, 212 yeah. episodes a, of the show? It's, like, yeah. 197 unwatched or whatever. I'm like, Jesus Christ, yep, and they're an hour long each. But that's why I was doing, like, two a week, but I just got kind of caught up in watching that because I was already caught up on the sh- on what we we're going to be talking about tonight. So, without further ado, what we watched. Uh, Let's talk about what I watched. Now, this has been 102 episodes in the making of a movie that I fell in love with a few years ago called A Star is Born. Starring Mm. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, which I told you was a great movie. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But I decided, since I made you watch that, or I didn't make you watch it, it's something that you've been wanting to watch because it's been in your lexicon, it's been in your in your in your radar. But yeah, I mean, I you always talked about it, and I like Bradley Cooper a lot, yeah, so I wanted too. to check it out. And uh, it's his directorial de- de- directorial debut, so it's yep. good. It's good to see how he directed that movie. We'll talk about that in, in detail. Trust me, in a minute. But I wanted to talk about the 1954 version with Judy Garland and the 1976 version with. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> now you saw you seen the you saw the Streisand one long time ago when you used to work at the video store. You said I believe. I believe I did. I did. Okay. Um, I think I brought it home for my mom to watch. Okay. I think I only saw parts of it. Okay. Well, you're not missing much because these movies are you can you can definitely get the blueprint of whatever Bradley Cooper decided to do for this movie. Um, they are, there's a lot of parts of it, like the main character in the first one from 1954. By the way, this franchise has been around for four different iterations before the Bradley Cooper one. Yep. There was a 1930s version right after the silent movies. It was like 19, mid-1930s. Um, I don't know yep. who started that I one. I didn't 34. Wanna, yeah, I didn't want to watch that 34, one. 34, 36, yeah. Um, and 20 years later, the 1954 version came out with Judy Garland. Judy, Judy Garland at the time 
of course, huge for Wizard of Oz, and for about twenty years after that movie, it's tough even going back to the fifties, let alone the thirties. I mean, yep. as far as watching movies, it's tough because it's just so different. Yes. Uh, Judy Garland at the time was kind of doing a comeback. Um, she was a child actress. Um, she had a lot of roles in Hollywood, and this is her this is her comeback movie. She won the Oscar for it. Um, and of course, if you know Judy Garland, she had a drug spiral, ended up dying from a drug overdose. Pills were a fucking craze back then. Mar- Marilyn Monroe, same yep. thing. Pills and alcohol, yeah, that was, bad combination. That was all you had. They didn't yep. even really have marijuana much back nope. then. Like it not was until, basically not just... until Vietnam. Yeah. And they're very loose with, especially if you were famous, like getting pills. It was very get easy. Pills if you're, if, especially if you're famous. I mean, yeah. uh, you were not famous. It, it it's probably now. easy, you know. And look yeah. at Michael Jackson. And this has been a. This has been a problem for 50 60 years still going on to this day you hear about starless you see, I mean, fucking he's ledger michael yeah. jackson you hear about people dying from this and, and marshall and mathers just, well he almost died but yeah you're right yeah he um, almost died but yeah. yeah um but it's crazy what doctors would prescribe and it was even worse back then like you said so yeah this is her to come back this was and and her this this came out in 1954 so 20 years later barbara streisand brand new to the scene Maybe a decade before this, um, came in, try because she's a because she was a huge fan of Julie Garland. I think they had some some uh, collabs that they did back in the '60s before Judy died. Um, she came in, did this with Chris Christopherson, did this movie as a country star, kind of country rocker. Um, this is more closer to the Bradley Cooper version as far as the aesthetic, but the music's totally different. Judy, uh, Ju- um, Barbara Streisand is completely different kind of a pop artist at the time if you want to consider like pop folk um that's kind of where they were going with that uh, pop folk or uh, rock weird weird combination movies mo- those movies not that good compared to a stars born from 2018 with bradley cooper who directed it i believe he wrote it music was written by whalen jennings son or or ugh, fuck i can't remember if it was whalen or um willie nelson's son i can't remember but there was written by one of them and Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga wrote some of the songs too, which I, I do love Lady Gaga. She's a great songwriter. She's a great singer. The pop star stuff that she went through, I mean, she's a little crazy. The stuff she's, that uh, dressed. Actually, this is the first thing I think I've seen her in acting-wise, and she wasn't bad either. This is one of the only... Perspective. Besides this, and I know she was in American Horror Story, and she's going to be in The which, Joker. Which, surprisingly, surprisingly, I haven't seen American Horror Story. I feel like that's right up my alley. Which I hear is um, fantastic. For a few yeah, people. so I don't know. I gotta get, I gotta get on that. At yep. least the early years when it was really good. Uh, but we'll talk about this movie. Um, I love the soundtrack. I mentioned it all the time. How I play, I just played it this morning because I knew we were talking about it. But um, I love what whatever Bradley Cooper did to make this movie. He just he just did a fantastic job. I thought um, between the music, the look, his look as his character, Lady Gaga's look as her character, and and her spiral and his spiral. Their love story and the very end of the movie, which we'll get into a little bit, but it's just, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing story about love, and what happens when fame, when somebody gets more famous than than someone else, and jealousy, and envy, and when that love breaks, and when a person just breaks in general. And um, overall, I love this movie. If I were to rate it. Before you give your review, if I were to rate it, I've seen it so many times. It's a five for me, easily. Yep. And I, and I can see I, why it's a five for you. Yeah, and I love musicals. So it, 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 I guess it's considered a musical. I mean, there's music in it. It, and it wasn't the. It's the type of musical I like, not the type of musical yes. you like. Yep. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like I like like. Yep. 
Um, where it's not where it's not purposely like, put in uh, the Jacqueline Phoenix movie. There, where yep, it's just part exactly. of the story, and it's not yep. like people just breaking out into dance. I'm singing. I'm walking down the stairs. Yep. <laughs> no, you don't want to. You don't want to hear that. Yeah. You want to hear it where it's worse yeah. music. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, give me your review of what you thought of the movie. I know this, you've been wanting to watch this for a while. So uh, what'd you think? I really enjoyed it. Um, yep. The performances were all um, really, really good. Um, one of my favorite actors was in it, um, Sam Elliott, which I oh, didn't yeah. know he was in it. He's fucking, he's so good in everything he does. Yeah. And at, at one point in the movie, I thought when he first leaves or whatever, when they get in that fight, I thought he was done for the movie. And I was like, God damn it. Um, cause you I knew Bradley else? Cooper would have this huge downfall. So I didn't know if Sam Elliott would return for that. And he does, of course. You know who else um, is great in this movie that I, I keep forgetting about? Andrew Dice Clay is her father. And oh. him too. Andrew Dice Clay is her father. I thought he was Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. He yep. is, he is fantastic. Yep. Um, yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, there's really not much bad I can say about it. It's a four and a half for me. I mean, nice. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much I can really cover. Um, obviously, this is your favorite. Do you, would you say the 76 one is better than the 54 one? <sighs> they're, 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 or were they both bad? They're not my type. They're not my cup of tea, really. I mean, okay. the Judy, the Judy, gotcha. Judy Garland music is old fifties uh, dance hall music. Not my yes. thing. Uh, old Hollywood. I, I do love old ho- Hollywood, but it's just it's just yep. not my thing. And and the nineteen seventy six version is closer to this, but the music is not as good. It's just not okay. The soundtrack. The soundtrack obviously won a ton of awards for the for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, um, I suggest go back and listen to the soundtrack while you're driving because it does it does. It, Movies like this, when you listen to the soundtrack, where you can kind of hear the story um, while you're listening to it, I love that. That's why I listen to the soundtrack all the time, um, because from the very beginning to the very last song in the soundtrack and the very ending of this movie, um, spoiler alert, he kills himself because he can't live with her being more famous than he is, for the most part. And um, she becomes this huge, huge, huge pop star. Um, Yep. The very end, very last scene in the movie, she writes, she sings a song that he and her wrote together on the piano. Um, and the very, very, very last scene, you see them together um, before he died, and they're performing it together that's, on a little piano. That's the song they did at the uh, Oscars, right? Um, no, they did um, "Shallow" at the Oscars on the piano. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 uh, that was the one part of the Oscars I missed that year. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Shallow is um, a huge, shallow is a huge song on the pop charts at the time. Um, in the other movies, um. I don't know if you said this. Um, does the guy kill himself also? Um, the first Is there suicide movie, in the other movies. The first movie, he's a drunk. Um, he okay. ends up um, he ends up drowning himself. He he walks into the ocean and drowns himself. In the okay. second in the second movie, he's such a reckless, such so reckless. He's he's he drinks. He does coke. Um, he speeds in his car. He he rides a motorcycle and does jumps and wheelies and. He's just reckless, and he ends up going really fast, like 160 miles an hour, and has a car crash and kills himself. Okay. So there's all there's always that level so of death involved in. You kind of so you kind of took the two endings and kind of made combined. one of his own. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Um, to a more modern take with suicide being kind of a uh, more modern take, you don't hear about that yeah. shit too often back then. But um, yeah. yeah, fuck, it's a it's a great movie. Um, I suggest going back. If you've never seen A Star Is Born from 2018, it's a fantastic movie. Um, it is really good. Enjoy it's very it. good. Um, and it deserved all the awards, especially with the soundtrack. 
Um, so we watched two more movies we're going to talk about. First one was on Netflix called The Killer. It came out last week starring Michael mm-hmm. Fassbender. Um, the only other actress that I know that was in this movie was uh, Tilda Swinton. Um, yes, her scene is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, because right she before she really gets killed, she scene. has a knife. She yeah. gets a knife. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, that whole scene's really good. First of all, every every fake name. I wanted to bring this up. Every fake yes. name that he used was an old TV sitcom actor. Yep. Felix Unger, yep. Archibald Bunker, Oscar Madison, and yep. Howard Cunningham. It reminded it me of um, Dexter. Dexter does that too. Every time okay. he fakes. He does. He actually uses Patrick Bateman a few times mm-hmm. from American Psycho. Interesting, but yeah, overall good movie. Um, I don't. I don't know if I like the ending that much. I. I, I was hoping that he would kill that guy. Yes. Um, um. Yeah. The thing I have to say about this movie is, if you go into it thinking it's John Wick, it is not John Wick. I knew that from the very beginning. It's just. It started off very slow for me. I don't know if you felt that. It, did. Um, it very much did. Yes. The, the title credits were really, really cool, but he has this whole like inner monologue throughout the uh, film, yep. which yep. I absolutely love, and um, and that just started off really slow. But then once you got into the movie, I'd say when he gets to the lawyer's office, uh, so to speak, is when the movie picks up. Yeah. Uh, the nail gun scene is one of my favorite. Like when he's counting things down, and the guy's like basically drowning to death. Um, I love that he's uh very. He's an imperfect perfectionist, he's I guess you very, could say. Very meticulous. He's very imperfect, but he's very much a perfectionist. Yes. Um, I, I, I like this movie a lot. Of course, it's one of my favorite directors of all time. Um, yeah. and it felt like a better version. There's been two Hitman movies based on the video games. It felt like a better version of the video what? game than either of those movies did. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking that too, and I was also thinking the same thing that you said about, um. Yeah, every, pretty much everything I, I, you said I agree on. and um, It was slow in the beginning, kind of picked up in the middle. Yes. Um, but, I mean, that's and, that's just Fincher does... Yes. You watch Zodiac, Zodiac's an incredible movie, but it's slow. It also have to, happened, to, happened to be that um, Atticus and Trent Reznor did the soundtrack to this movie again yes. for another Fincher yep. movie. So, it was... Uh, very, very um, brooding throughout. So yep. it kind Tim of helped to, uh, Shit, what was the name of the band? The Smith. The Smith. I want to say the Smiths. The Smiths. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, him listening to the Smiths the entire time is awesome. Yeah. I, over, I, I mean, o- overall for me, the movie is probably a three and a half. I don't. I don't know yep. necessarily if I go back and watch it anytime soon, but maybe later on. Um, yep. Three and a half for me. Oh, by the way, with all, these, four. with all these ratings I'm putting in, I have started the transition into. Um, into letterbox uh, so uh search nice. us I, I put them in the podcast notes um our our links to our pages on there so if you want to if you want to see them in the middle of doing our old, old our old uh, reviews now so okay. uh go in there i started with the last week's the marvels is on there now so um and the last movie that we watched this week um the new movie for the weekend we didn't <laughs> we didn't we didn't see we didn't see um the hunger games movie because you're not caught up on those um, nope. I, and I hear, I hear it's about there are a lot of mixed reviews on that. I heard I it's wanna, uh, the pacing is it. an issue. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> that's what I've see, heard. I do want to see it though. But w- the big movie that we watched, and I think this movie was made for New England and everything, everything this east movie was of made uh, for me. Worc- everything, everything <laughs> east of Worcester, pretty much, um, <laughs> is Thanksgiving. Eli Roth's yes. Thanksgiving. Years and years and years. Of, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen the Grindhouse movies. 
You never saw this? But I've seen this trailer, and I've heard this trailer multiple, multiple times of this mock trailer that he had in those movies. I, watched, I, I went to Grindhouse movies just for this trailer because I knew Eli Roth was doing a fake trailer, okay. which he did um, when he was working post-production on Hostel 2. He just took an extra two days and shot the fake trailer. Okay, see, that makes sense. I think that what he did with this movie, I mean, I love the costume of the killer. I love the idea that his name... It, what was his name in the movie, the killer's name? It's... Um, uh, uh, Carver, John, right? John Carver. John Carver, yes. I think that's amazing. I yep. think the story is being set in Plymouth during a during Thanksgiving with the, with the Plymouth parade was amazing setting. I think yep. the killer, all every actor in this movie, every little every kid actor that he hired was great. And Patrick Dempsey, which I don't know if we're going to get into spoilers or not, but he was great in this as well. People's sexiest man yep. of the year, by the way. Yeah, we're not doing spoilers. All right, we're not doing spoilers. Because that that would ruin the whole movie. Because it's a scream situation where you're trying to guess who who the killer is the entire time. Um, So it's a fun little game there. Well, we won't get into spoilers, but were you surprised or did you think think the killer was the killer the whole time? I had an idea when I saw the casting who the killer was going to be. When I looked at what was going on in the movie... Um, I mean, it's like anything, like you can pretty much guess from like, if you see a trailer for something like, you know, like in scream, it's like, there's gotta be one or two of these people. Um, I kind of under, I kind of knew, um, and I knew they would do the whole, they fake you out a bunch of times like they should. Yeah. yeah, It's, I thought it was good. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Um, the way they do the reveal. But that's not even the, that's not even the best part of this movie. The best part, which I know you agree with, are all the Massachusetts, references oh my god all the yep. mass hole references everything that he put into this movie for mass massachusetts residents yep was incredible what's oh <laughs> incredible Fuck you andover <laughs> <laughs> every reference every 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 little easter egg for anybody who lives in massachusetts or close to it anybody east of worcester pretty much worcester yep anybody east of worcester will understand how awesome this movie is just on yep. that fact alone um eli yep. roth was amazing in that hello yep and he yeah uh, for me i i'm not huge on slashers you know this but it's one of my favorite is, slashers i've ever seen Just this is almost of more comedy. of a comedy this is yeah. this and totally killer i got spoiled this year totally killer yeah this and a new screen movie i got spoiled um with as far as what's in my wheelhouse with horror coming out um yeah i i liked a lot about this movie i, I had um, a lot of fun i had a lot of fun watching this movie the uh We'll talk about one thing. I mean, the only thing we're saying we have spoilers, obviously, is the killer. But like that Walmart scene, or it's basically a Walmart. They call it something else in this movie at the beginning oh, of this movie. It's, is it's one of the horror. craziest Black Friday. It's it. You go from like it gives you kind of anxiety. Then it's oh, scary. Yeah. Then it's just complete and utter chaos. And there's and no slashing. Yeah, it's all it's all humans being humans, being assholes. Yeah, that's all it yeah. is. Yeah, it's, it was fucking, awesome. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, um, and um, when he did the when he put on the black mask, I thought that was a really cool scene too. Yep, when he did the black mask. Uh, yeah, yeah, but for me, movie, I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, for me, it's a four. Uh, I loved it, yep. and I think uh, I think we're talking about it in the news. But this is a beginning of a franchise that he wants to start, not just with Thanksgiving, yes. but every other holiday that you can think of, which is amazing. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, go. If I'd you're say from this is this, a solid. Four for me also. If you're if you're from if you're movie. from this if you're from this area if you're from Boston especially, watch this movie. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love the references. Mm-hmm. You're gonna love you're gonna love the accents. It's gonna bring you right back to home. So, 
Um, So with that being said, uh, let's get into the news. Lots of trailers. Lots of trailers. So there's a trailer roundup. Uh, This first one is a movie coming out on Netflix. An animated movie set in the Jurassic World, Jurassic Park world. Um, it's called Jurassic World Chaos Theory. Animation looks pretty cool. I just wanted to bring that up. I think there's a trailer. It's on Netflix. Uh, coming out next year sometime. Um, Dead Boy Detectives. I don't know much about this movie other than it says that it's set in the world of... Um, not the, I want to say The Boys. It's not The Boys. Um, fuck, what's that show on Netflix that I, that I loved? With uh, Death. Uh, Sandman. Set in the world of the Sandman. Which I, oh, yes. I I don't I don't know anything about it. I guess it's written by the same guy who wrote that comic book, so it's in the same world. I guess I don't know, um, but I did want to bring that up. Uh, trail looked pretty good. I don't know anything about it. Um, looked good though. Um, and the other movie that that came out earlier in the week, um, we canted to a couple weeks ago was uh, Terrifier Three coming out next Christmas. Art the clown dressed <laughs> as Santa Claus killing a little girl in the trailer. Um, the yes. whole re- the whole reason this this movie is being uh, being not blackballed, but um, the radar of every every little uh, parent society of America <laughs> looking at it. Yep. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think seen... I think it lost distribution at one point because of that scene. Okay, what they put in the trailer, which is smart of them, I think. Um, yes. Uh, other trailer came out yesterday. The trailer to Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Um, the Lightning Thief is going to be the first season. Starts on uh, December twentieth. Um, I I do like that first movie, so I'm going to probably watch this. Um, they, this is during the time when at, right after Harry Potter, when everybody was trying to do a young adult uh, type series like this, and uh, this is based off of Greek mythology and and, and demigods being uh, being kind of wanted and having to go into this summer camp to become. I don't know. Use their powers for good. I don't fucking know. But it's a it's a good decent story. It's been a while since I've seen it. Um, another quick trailer came out. I forgot this was even coming out. Coming out January eleventh. Um, Ted, a, a series from Seth MacFarlane based on the movies. Um, so this is a prequel series when Ted is a teenager growing up with a little teddy bear Ted who talks, walks. Um, so it's gonna be without Mark Wahlberg. Without Mark Wahlberg. Uh, without Ralph he may make Garman. an appearance, but yeah, yeah. This is all. This is all set. This is all set. In, who was uh, who was Ralph Garman? And was he the who he was, was Ralph f- Garman? He was the father in the first movie. When uh, was, when, okay. when Ted starts talking, he's like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't um, I haven't seen that movie for a very long time. It's, it's been I a while. Really gotta go back because yeah. I do love that movie. I do too. I do too. Like um, we've been talking about doing like our top comedies, and I think that would probably make my list if we did. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would definitely make my list if we did. There's a lot of quotable yeah. stuff, but yeah, that comes out on Peacock yeah. on the uh, 11th of January. Um, another Bloomhouse, I believe, horror movie coming out from the makers of uh, Megan. Um, imaginary, about imaginary friends who are crazy um, and are on a murder- murderous rampage. Um, I saw the trailer today. It looked pretty good. I wanted to bring that up before we get into the shit of the week. Yeah. <sighs> Sony. Yeah. God damn you. Madam Webb. A, a movie that should not be made. We, we talk about no. it all the time, how the Sony yeah. universe is Raymond, fucked. Raymond, remember last week when we said that this is what comic books needs a year off to kind of reset? Sony's just going to fucking sink a torpedo right into our plans by ruining comic book movies yet again. Sony, Sony pretty this much said, hold my, hold my beer. But, uh, I mean, it's allegedly a Terminator-like story. Allegedly. Well, 
basically, I'll get into the basics of who Madam Web is. If you ever saw the animated series from the 90s. Yes. By the way, executives at, at Fox did not want Madam Web in the series. The series creator fought for to have her in there because basically they didn't want to have her because they couldn't make her an action figure. That's how that's how the 90s were. I've talked about it before on the podcast, especially when we talked about the Reign of Marvel book. The basis of comic books, movies, TV, everything was if we can if we can monetize it with action figures and merchandising, sure, which make is, it a character. Which is how Spawn got made, basically, yep, because they exactly. knew they could make cool figures Spawn, for Spawn. And that's why Venom was huge in the 90s, because Venom, even now, Tim, is huge active Tim Burton was kicked off Batman yep, because of yep, that. Yep. Um, but Madam Web is a character set kind of in the multiverse where she can see every single web of Spider-Man, not just Peter Parker, but every little version, iteration of Spider-Man. She's blind. She's kind of a mutant. She has a telepath and um, um, clairvoyant powers. So she can see all, hear all, be all pretty much. And she's this mentor slash um, living embodiment of the web of life, for the most part. Now, that's the comic book version of Madame Web. And then they reintroduced her recently as this uh, as this girl. It's kind of like a, I guess it's kind of a prequel of this teenage girl slash uh, clairvoyant ambulance driver. Who is Dakota Johnson is playing in this movie. This is a prequel of her. Before she becomes blind. Before she fully embraces the powers of her clairvoyance. So she can see every web of Spider-Man. There are a few things I liked about this trailer. But there, there's so much going on in this trailer. It's hard to pinpoint. Like The Spider-Woman yeah. the Spider -Woman we see in this is Julia Carpenter. Who is the second Spider-Woman. Um... I don't think they can use the first one. I think that is more MCU. I, I, it's so fucking weird how the rights are with Sony, but the costume looked great on her from the very quick one second scene. We I had a picture in our in our things in our uh, notes for this week. Um, but uh, yeah, Julia Carpenter, first one she debuted in Secret Wars. Um, I don't know. There's so much going on. There's four or five different Spider Men, Spider Women we see in this movie. Yep. Different Allegedly, Ben Parker is going to be in it, and apparently, people think it's Adam Scott. Oh, which would suck. God, Ben Parker. That's is why a I told you it's 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 a Terminator storyline. Apparently, I don't know. That's what and Ezekiel they said. and Ezekiel. They're going to go back to kill Ben Parker or something. I don't know. And Ezekiel is an evil Spider-Man, which is not in the comic books, but it does look like Spider-Man. Swings around, jumps around like Spider-Man. Looked kind of cool, yep. but just so much shit going on in this movie, and it just I, that I, suit just, looked bad. Yeah, looked bad. It, it looked like a cheap. It looked like a cheap uh, TV movie version of Spider-Man. Yeah, That's exactly what it looked. Yeah, like. it looks like a CW movie. Yeah, CW. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that later because we're probably gonna watch it. Maybe. I mean, I still haven't watched Mobius because I love Mobius as, an, as a Spider-Man character, not as a standalone. So I don't know. We'll I enjoyed Mobius more than I did the Marvels. Okay. At well, least it's got some vampire shit in it. Oh god, it's just such it's such a mess with Sony. <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad. Morbius is so bad. How can you have a villain, a Spider-Man villain, without Spider-Man? It, it doesn't make sense. I mean, Venom's done it for almost three movies now. Um, second trailer, kind of a surprise, coming on December twenty-second. One episode every day until I think all nine of them come out. What if season two? I was kind of I liked What if season one. Um, I liked that comic book concept to begin with, so I I, I didn't. I mind liked. It. Uh... I liked a couple of the episodes. I liked the Black Panther one. Yeah, and I, and I liked, liked the was it the Guardians one that I really liked? 
uh, the one with Black Panther with the Guardians. That was pretty good. Um, I yeah. liked I liked at the very end when Vision becomes becomes Vision becomes what he was that supposed was pretty to be, cool. Ultron. Yep. Um, and I, yep. I like that. Um, what if season two kind of following in the footsteps of season one? Um, the Watcher coming back. Um, a lot of different stories from the multiverse now that the multiverse has kind of opened up. Um, so looking forward to that. Every episode starting on the twenty second of December. Every episode a day. Until all of them air after nine days, I think it's like twenty eighth or 29th or thirtieth. I can't remember what day, but I'm looking forward to that. But the final trailer for this week that we're going to talk about a movie that I know you're very excited for: A Child yes. of Fire, Rebel Moon Part One, coming out next yep. month. Um, looks very good. Um, looks good. Still upset they're not doing a theater run. Comes out the twenty second. Yeah. Um, but now it looks like we know a little bit more of the story. Charlie Hunnam's character looks awesome. Um, what's his name? Cyborg's character looks really cool. It looks like it's got a very interesting concept. Um, and it looks like he's basically just, instead of doing the Justice League for DC, he's basically making his another version of the Justice League. Um, it's in his own cinematic universe that's inspired very heavily by Star Wars. And uh, Sakura, uh, Sakura, that Japanese dude that made the really cool sword movies. Yeah, I know. Uh, Star Wars is based on Sakura, uh, but yeah, it looks like um, it looks like it's gonna be fun. Um, not sure which cut's gonna be available on the first day, but it's supposed to be PG thirteen and an R rated cut also. So okay. we'll see. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Looks, I like Zack Snyder. Looks violent as shit. Visually, looks super I like, violent. Visually, I like Zack Snyder. Yeah, story. You gotta story worry lines. about the story. You gotta, gotta worry about the story with him. But it's always been the case. When when a guy can't make a two two and a half hour movie without having to take out major plot points and make it make sense, it just he needs help with his storytelling sometimes. And there's a lot um, of slow mo. Even in so, this trailer, there's some slow mo. It kind of yep. worries me. Oh, yeah, he always, he's always done the slow mo, yep. which works, but he uses it so much that it just loses its effect after a while. Yeah. Um, like I think after we both the, agree, after the third Justice hour. League, like in Justice League, like flash scenes in slow mo were perfect and well executed, and there was a point to them. But every single character in that movie got multiple slow mo scenes, and that bogged the movie down. It's a dramatic, so, it's, it's a dramatic yeah. whip my, it's a dramatic whip right. my hair moment where you can slowly watch the hair whipping. It's also, it's also weird how they're like. They started calling him a visionary because he used slow-mo. Like, that's yeah. literally what got him to become a quote-unquote visionary director. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like Zach way more than I don't like him. There's only mm-hmm. that one movie um, I watched that I really couldn't fucking stand that I watched last week. Yeah, talk um, about that. Did you did you talk about that last week? I don't think you did. I don't think I did. Sucker Punch, right? The girl power. Yeah, Sucker Punch. Um, I, never saw, I, never saw, I never saw it's, that. For that reason. I might I have to that. give it another try because it does look really cool. And I know like a lot of it's like in her mind. I just it wasn't for me. Okay. Um underrated guess... movie. You should you should watch by Zack Snyder. I think you would really like this. His animated movie about owls. Legends of the Guardians, Owls of Gahul. Okay. Yeah. It's very fucking good. Um it he, because he's able to do all the stuff he does in live action but with animation and it just flows really well. Um great flying scenes, it's great animation. But uh, Sucker Punch just wasn't for me. Okay. Um, yeah, let's get into the rest of the news. Uh, weekend box office yep. last week. The Marvels considered a failure. Um, I mean, we already knew it was going to be a low box office, so it wasn't surprising. $47 million opening weekend. Five Nights at Freddy's made nine. Um, the Eras Tour made five. So 
Um, overall, um, I mean, our, our reviews stand. The movie was uh, not that good. Um, not for us. Not, not for us. I understand us. why some people are going to like it. Like, I know my friend Denise, who I recommended, just should watch the Marvels or Miss Marvel first. I know she's going to like it regardless. Um, it just wasn't for us at all. <laughs> but I, I watched it. I was there because I'm for the narrative of everything. So mm-hmm. I'm always going to say if you're into this stuff, watch it. It's, it's and also, decent enough to watch. Like, and at the last the, minute, trying to the push worst. their... Trying to push their villain as a Thanos-like villain was kind of stupid. Yeah. In the final trailer, they were basically like, they had all the flashbacks and Thanos saying, somebody else is going to take what I started and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> it did not work. The villain was not fleshed yes. out. And we talked about that last week. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was the worst opening weekend for that movie of any MCU movie since 28... 28- uh, 2008, I think, The Incredible Hulk, um, which did, yep. did, I think, around the same amount, 49. Which is only the second one in the franchise, yep. second movie. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it before, but, I mean, the track record that Marvel had for over a decade was an incredible, yep. remarkable, probably will never happen like that again. Even when the movies weren't great, they still made a ton of money. Yep. And the Marvels isn't even the worst Marvel movie to me. I mean, Thor Dark World was a shit movie. Thor's worse. Uh, Black Widow is worse. Yep, yep. Yeah, there's. I have a our list when we do our Marvel lists are going to be completely different. I can Which, guarantee you that. To be honest, it's going to be be hard for me to do. It's so hard. I tried doing. I I put them all. I put them all in the app, and then I sat there looking at the screen for half an hour, and I went fuck this, and just stopped. <laughs> there's thirty. There's thirty three movies. So there's no other. There's no other franchise. Like, Bond comes close, but there's no other franchise could, like that. I could easily do, like, top ten. And then after yeah. that, it gets murky for me. Yeah. And you have so much more love and uh, care for the characters than I do that you would have a much harder time than I do. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't even want to look at it for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, it made $63 million internationally, um, way behind the original Captain Marvel, which I don't even think of this as a Captain Marvel sequel. I just think of it as another chapter in a whole entire overall over uh, over overarching story from MCU. I mean, that's all it is. It's um, just a story of also. MCU. When you count the international, I just saw somebody talking about this earlier. It's tough to do that uh, when you talk opening weekend because some movies might open yeah. in ten like other markets, other movies might open in forty other markets. So yeah. it's hard to tell because it's not an equal. You can't really assess it till it's all the way out of the theater. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This yeah, this felt more like a. It, this is more of a sequel to the TV show than it was a Captain Marvel. I think sequel. so. I, I, I mean, so much just happened to that character, and so much stuff was thrown in between the two TV shows. I should say, not the one TV show. That's more of a sequel to the Disney Plus shows, and therefore maybe this should have been moved to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, they're not gonna. If they think they can get money for this, they're not gonna just throw it on Disney Plus at the same time when they spent two hundred twenty-five million dollars making it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So let's get into the news. Uh, James Gunn announced that uh, Superman Legacy will remain in its original release date, which we kind of questioned yep. last week after everything happened with the writer's strike. Um, so July 11th, 2025, it will be coming out. Um, I We'll talk about it in a minute. I don't want to get into it now yep. because the uh, whole casting announcement that was made this week, I'm hesitant. Um, Bill Burr's Old Dads, which we watched a couple weeks ago, had 29.6 million views in 10 days. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Movie was pretty decent. So, yep. uh, oh, good. I forgot to mention. Uh, I don't think I ever mentioned uh, friend of the podcast on that movie. Yeah, uh, Jenny from. I think the I league. might have mentioned to you probably. Yeah, you yeah, did. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the league. Yeah. Um, 
Now, Kevin, is she really a friend of the podcast? Have you met her? I've met her. So, yes, she's no, no a friend shit. of the podcast. No yeah. shit. I didn't tell you that? No, you did not. Yeah, she came in. Yeah. Um. What, now, this whole thing with Coyote versus Acne, which we talked about last week, and how it was one of those shelved movies, kind of like Batgirl, that, that they shelved for tax reasons... Warner Brothers has reconsidered its decision to not to not uh, to screen to shelve this movie and is screening it to other other studios. Um, Apple being one of them. Uh, one, uh, I think uh, Sony. I can't remember the other ones, but there's a bit, bunch of big ones. Universal, I think. Uh, so this movie may come out. Everybody who's seen it saying it's a fantastic movie. Um, yep. A congress- has a lot of heart in it. A congressman. Um, calls for the investigation into the Warner Brothers studios for shelving movies for tax incentives, saying it's like burning down a building for the insurance money, which if you really think about it, yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Um, you're building something and then you burn it down just to get money from the government. I mean, that's kind of is a weird, weird, weird tax loophole that they figured it out. It is. But can they only do that because they didn't put it into production? Because it was put into production under the old regime? Could I they do this with any movie they put into production? Because everything they've canceled so far was done by the previous owners yeah maybe i i don't know they're so complete, completed that, all... it might be like a loophole type deal i don't know yeah very very strange rules that happened with that um yeah this congressman joaquin castro i don't know anything about him but um yeah interesting um brand new poster for the iron iron claw which i think you should definitely get this poster and put it on your yeah. wall and kind of remind me of the one we saw for the wrestler except it's all three of them but the rest are at a very similar and one of fucking posters, jeremy similar allen jeremy allen white looks identical yes. to carrie von yes Eric. he it's, does it's it's incredible the look and the hair the bandana everything yeah. about i gotta it get that incredible. poster you do i gotta get that um it looks awesome i can't wait it comes out in a few weeks on the 22nd of december um wednesday is movie production from romania to ireland for season two it's going to be in production very soon in 2024 um, The Last of Us Season 2 reportedly casted Caitlin Dever, Diver, Dever as Abby. I know Abby's she part of the Game 2, or season, uh, second game. Um, I've seen her in something, I just can't remember what it is. She but, looks uh, really familiar. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I know uh, Season 2 is now in production, has been in for a while, but now they're back. Uh, it's going to be fully in production. Um, Frozen 4, announced by Disney by Bob Iger. Um, and if you're wondering, oh, what happened to Frozen 3? Well, it's not out yet. Um, yeah. it's in production. So this is a premature I mean, announcement by Bob Iger. Um, those movies a huge make franchise. a out the gate. Yeah, it's a huge franchise for so. them. Um, theme parks alone, merchandising, it's huge. Um, we talk about streaming services all the time. Uh, Paramount Plus being one of the big ones where they merged with uh, Showtime yes. a while ago. Well, the Showtime app is officially shutting down now that they're now that they're merged with Paramount Plus. So, uh, yep. uh, if you want to watch Showtime on there, you have to watch it on Paramount Plus. So, um, I don't know if you saw this trailer. I tagged it to you, you, you earlier. Urkel saves oh, Santa. <laughs> the movie is uh, Jaleel and, White gonna be the voice. I, and I forgot to look it up. I'm not sure, but it doesn't sound like him. Um, but yeah, oh, okay. this is uh, this is Urkel he's also from Family 30 Matters. Years older than he was, right? So. Yeah. This is Urkel from Family Matters. He sells pot now. He's a he. He does. Re, uh, uh, Not Urkel, but uh, the guy. J- that no, used to play Urkel. He dresses as Urkel. Sells pot. He was in a picture. With I know that's Scott. what I'm saying. Not not in this movie, but yeah. No, no. In, well, that'd be that'd be an interesting yeah. that'd be an interesting movie in its own. Yes, you're right. But no, um, Jaleel White. He he does sell pot now, but he dresses as Urkel as promotion for it. But 
I don't know why this movie was made. It's a cartoon animated movie. Um, Urkel saves Santa. The trailer looks weird. I I love I love Family Matters in the '90s, so I'm yep, not sure if I would watch it. He, no shit, it he, was him. He is the voice. That's the only person they have in the cast. Interesting. So he might do all the voices. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> He's the only listed cast member. <laughs> That brings us into a whole other <laughs> perspective. Um, I'm going to bring this up for you because I know you're into collecting 4K uh, Blu-rays. Yes. James Cameron's releasing every single one of his movies in 4K, almost every one of his movies, I think. I will um, be buying True Lies and I'll be buying Aliens. I think um, I think True Lies is going to look fantastic. I think Titanic will look fantastic in 4K. Um, and I'm going to wait on too. Titanic. Um, if Titanic gets transferred to 4K streaming, I might just... Even yep. though I'm bigger into the discs, um, just save it. Maybe wait for a sale. But I, I feel like I'll be buying True True Lies and Aliens the day they drop. Um, I've been waiting to get True Lies for a while. And so both Avatars, I've of never, course. I've I've owned it on. I've only owned it on VHS. So yeah, the both Avatars are going to look good, but I'm not buying no fucking four hour movies. No. So. Um. Yeah, we kind of mentioned this in the beginning when we were talking about the Thanksgiving movie. But Eli Roth wants to expand his holiday horror universe. With not just Thanksgiving, but he wants to do every other holiday. He wants to start start a franchise with every other holiday as well. So yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for a sequel to Thanksgiving too. They left it wide open. So yep, absolutely. all for that. All for that. Give us that. Um, give us that Flag Day horror movie. Uh, yeah. Christmas. <laughs> I want. I want to see Christmas. I want to see. Well, we've already seen. Santa we've Christmas done Christmas though. We've seen plenty of Christmas ones. Yeah, we, uh, we, we definitely. He he's gonna make a Christmas one because. In the 80s, Christmas horror movies were huge. So he's definitely going to make one because that's what inspired him to make this. How um, many... actually heard him, I heard him interviewed today, and he goes, my th- worst time in my life, he's like every year, has been between Halloween and Christmas because Halloween ends and you go from horror movies to like family movies, which is why he wanted to make a movie about Thanksgiving. And it just made me think, like, how many Thanksgiving movies are there in general? There aren't too many. There's literally um, that, planes, trains, automobiles. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, there's probably a handful. I'm sure there's not, not plenty of like Hallmark ones, but I'm you know I'm talking, yeah, we're, talking, we're, talking and, yeah, we're talking big real budget. movies. Yeah. 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 Um Apple. I mean a notorious if you're if you're talking to somebody on an Android, you get the little green bubble because they're not in your yeah. Apple environment. They fuck up the group text. Apple had announced today that they're gonna adopt the rich communication service that every other platform Good. is using. So no more oh, of those green text no more of those send. Yep, no more of those green bubbles. Uh, you're going to get all, all the stuff you get from iMessage. You're going to get through Android. Uh, it's going to be all uh, working with Google and Samsung and all of them. And, and it'll be good. Um, um, they've been hesitant to do that, but every single every single electronic uh, platform has been pushing for them to do it with, with billboards. Makes and sense. Ads and magazines saying how bad Apple is for not adopting it. So they are. Um, coming out next year on the next iPhone. Um I wanted to bring this up. The Game Awards Game of the Year nominations. Um, I believe this is on Spike TV or used to be. I'm not sure if it is anymore. I know a few of these you've played, so I'll get your opinion on them. Um, Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, a friend of mine plays that, Resident Evil 4, um, Spider-Man 2, which we both play, Legends of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Um, what are your feelings on that list? Well, Resident Evil 4 was the greatest game of all time in 2006 when it first came out. So that's a remake? Um, yeah, I really do want to play the new one. Uh, maybe it's on sale now. They're having a huge sale. Um, but that game back then was incredible. Um, okay. I haven't played the remake or remaster, whatever it is. Um, 
Spider-Man is probably my favorite. I haven't beaten Wonder yet or Tears of the Kingdom because Tears of the Kingdom just annoys me because I'm no longer as creative as I once was. You really got to use your creativity in that game. Okay. Maybe that's why I didn't play that game that much. I love Zelda I mean, when the it was first Arc one Arena. Was, the first one was awesome. Um, but this one you just, takes that and just kind of jumps up levels. Um, okay. Yeah, Ocarina is just so much fun. I mean, yeah. Ocarina is replayable. Yeah. Um, Zelda looks fantastic, though. But I'm sure that, that once you get into the story, then you get used to the, the controls. But, I mean, I got that when it came out in whatever July and didn't have time to play it much, so I should get back into it. We didn't talk about it much last week, but what do you think uh, What do you think the movie for Zelda is going to be adapting? What story do you think they're going to adapt? Or what do you probably think they should one. adapt? You think it's it's be probably going to be a new one. I think it's going to be original, but... I'm, Three or four different Zeldas use the same basis uh, for their story because um, they're all kind of similar. Link to the Past is similar to Ocarina. They just have different uh, gimmicks in the games. Um, but I would think it would be one of those two, so a story similar to those two. Um, yeah, because Ocarina was an amazing, just the storyline alone. I mean, we were yeah. we were we were. In the but then you'd have to do Adult Link and Young Link, so they probably won't be doing that. Yeah. But no, they'll They'll probably come I'm, up with an original story. I'm more excited for that than I was for Super Mario Brothers when it was announced. Definitely. I mean, without a doubt. I've, I've been wanting a Zelda movie forever, so yeah. um, we'll talk about that in the years to come. Um, animated movie coming out on Prime, which is so funny that, that, Warner, that Warner Brothers just doesn't give a shit anymore and they're releasing all of their DC stuff on other platforms. Mm-hmm. But it's coming out yeah, on Amazon Prime. Prime. Has, yep. It's a and Batman. other show they have yep, from Batman. Uh, in all the Netflix, we talked about it last week. All the Netflix, yep. the uh, the Snyderverse movies going on there, except for uh, the Snyder cut. Um, oh, yeah. uh, Merry Little Batman, an animated Batman movie with little Damien dressed as Batman. A Christmas movie came out on December eighth of Prime. Saw the trailer, looked uh, looked okay. Um, yep. Animation style is kind of weird and different, so um, we may watch that. We'll see. Um, Harley Quinn, I, I think you've watched that, right? You've watched the series on. Yep, on, I've watched on most of it. Season five wasn't that good. So I was very surprised when it got renewed, considering they're cutting everything else. Yeah, but I think renewed. it's cheap to make. It's cheap to make. It's still popular enough. So, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the huge. first three seasons are all awesome. Harley Quinn's huge. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I talked to you last year uh, or this year actually uh, around Valentine's Day about their Valentine's episode, which was just fucking wild. Yeah. Um, really enjoy this show. Um. So let's get into the James Gunn news of the week. Um. He announced that this this actress um, Maria Gabriella De Faria yes. um, has been cast as the engineer who is going to be yep. the main villain of or one of the villains of Superman. No, Legacy. one of the villains. Yes, one of the villains of Superman Legacy, who is also a character in the uh, the Authority. Right? Correct. Um, yep, she's in the Authority. She's extremely powerful, and at times in the Authority can basically has the chance to wipe out the entire world. Okay. She's a very, very powerful character. Um, I don't think she's going to be the main focus. I still think the main bad guy is going to be Brainiac. Um, I hope so. Uh, that's Well, the rumor is um, the movie's going to be... This takes this with a giant, giant grain of salt. We're still so far out. Uh, the movie's going to take place during a dispute in the Middle East somewhere. And uh, Amanda Waller is sending her because she thinks Superman's um doing it but it's just something with krypton and it's going to be um brainiac's going to be involved somehow um 
So yeah, we'll see. Um, I think they should stay away from Middle East conflicts at this point with what's going on right now. Um, even though, I mean, Snyder Brothers are hard on it right now, but I'm like, Zach pretty much recreated 9-11. So yeah. there's that. Um, but yeah, that's what um, the basis of the movie is going to be, and it's going to be very Superman-centric. And whatever is going to happen happens. Um, I don't know. I've been cautiously optimistic about this movie. I assumed some of the authority would appear in it anyways. So I wasn't really taken aback by this. Um, I just have to trust that James Gunn knows what he's doing and we'll find out on July 11th, 2025, I guess. Um, let me get on, let me get on my soapbox and tell you my opinion of all this. Um, James Gunn, Known for bringing in obscure characters, Guardians of the Galaxy, number yep. one example, Suicide Squad, the remake, the, the reboot, whatever you want to call it, another example, bringing up these obscure, obscure characters, make, making great movies with these characters because you don't know them for a franchise, building a franchise right. on them, building a brand new franchise, which is perfectly fine. He's great at that. Yeah. Superman. He's a character like Peacemaker, and because nobody knows who the fuck he is, he's able to redevelop him in a different format than the comics. Superman is a known character. He is the most known character. He is the he is the Mickey Mouse of the DC Universe. Of almost all mm-hmm. comic books, if you think about it. With a Rose Gallery who has barely been touched in the movies, like you mentioned, Brainiac probably being the number one one that everybody wants. Yep. They, he, needs to stay away from relying on the obscure for every single project that he brings into the DC universe. That's what worries me about his vision. It's you. not it's not the it's not the fact that he's involved. I, I think he's a great director. I think he's great visually. I think he does a great job with music bringing him into his projects. He's done it for almost everything he, he, that I've seen him he, do. He's underrated too for how much emotion he puts into his films. Yep. Like people and, get caught up on the dick and fart jokes, but all of his movies have a lot of emotion. And I want to see this succeed, especially after getting rid of Henry Cavill, which did not need to happen the way it did. Yep. Um, but tread lightly with the obscure. Yes. Because yes. if you go too far in the obscure, the audience is not going to give a shit. Especially right. for Superman, who is such a iconic character. They, this is already rumored to be overloaded with character. Yep. Where it and plus there's still the, the Lobo, the Lobo yes. rumor is still out there that he's going to be in the uh, movie. It should be centralized on Superman. That should be the story going forward. It shouldn't have to it shouldn't have to have 20 different supporting ca- character, cast of characters in it. Um, and I think so far there's been at least 8 or 9 that have been announced. Yep. Um, rumored or announced. So... I'm, we don't know I'm how saying, much they're going to have to do with the movie, though. I mean, all reports still say it's very much centered on Superman and Lois. Okay. Uh, so, like I said, I'm just... Right now, I'm trusting him because he hasn't let me down yet. The track record's um, good. I That's why I'm still trusting His track him. record is good. Um, like, I think Slither is probably his my favorite movie of his. Maybe Super. Like even And I love the Guardians movies, obviously. But I'm just trusting in the fact that he knows how to entertain me. And I hope he knocks it out of the park with this movie, because um, he's basically he is doing it different than Marvel. He's drop he's just dropping you into this universe. So I mean, the other thing that I've heard too is that Superman won't be known until about, to the general public. He'll be known to other superheroes, but he won't be known to the general public until halfway through this movie. Okay. We'll see. Um, 
I, like I say, I'm holding out hope because he hasn't let me down yet. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed all of his projects. They're not all like super rewatchable, but I have enjoyed a lot of what he's done. I still don't think I've seen the Tromo stuff, Tromo stuff, but uh, I mean, we'll have to wait and see and hope for the best. I mean, I'm also pretty positive on Superman, Superman right now. I just watched Superman Lois. I'm watching Smallville. So I'm kind of getting into Superman mode right now. Um, and I just, we just got to trust that he knows what the fuck he's doing. And if he doesn't, he's just going to get canned like everyone else has. It'll last one him. movie. It'll be one and done with him if he, if he fucks this yep. up. So. And I'm super excited for the authority. Um, I assume, like I said, I assume they'd be in this movie. But I don't want them to be the main focus as far as bad guys go. Um, no, even a henchman. I don't even so, want to be in a henchman. Like, have, have it on the outside, that's fine. But, but bring in... Bring in fucking Brainiac. Bring in one of the iconic characters that have not yeah. been on screen. I do not think, Lex, and I do think Lex. Lex I think, I think Lex will be in it, but I think he'll be a supporting, a very much a supporting character. Okay. Um, that's just an assumption. But if it is like this Krypton stuff that's happening in the Middle East or wherever they do, um, then they can very much have it be Brainiac and hopefully satisfy everyone. Um, but we won't know until we hear casting about that or whatever. Yep, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. But um, he also announced that the that they hired a uh, writer to. Uh, uh, this concerns uh, me Supergirl. more than the. This concerns me more than anything, because Supergirl should be one of the tent poles you start your universe off with, and they hired somebody that has never written anything. Okay, uh, that doesn't sound good so, either. So uh, there's that. Uh, but apparently, she's written stuff he likes, and she's written three drafts of Supergirl. Um, yeah. But maybe you give it to a really good director. Um, obviously, people were throwing out what's your name that did Barbie, Greta Gerwig. Um, mm. But I'm thinking more like D- uh, Dallas Bryce Howard. Mm. I would like yep. that. Um, th- I think that would be a good choice if you want a female director for that. Just somebody that knows what they're doing. Because um, as long as they can doctor up the scripts with the other writers, too. I mean, I don't know. It's just concerning that she has. It's almost like she was hired because she was cheap because she's never done anything. Yep. That's kind of how I feel right now. Um, okay, so let's get into the Disney, Star Wars, Marvel news for the night. Um, Disturbance in the Force, a communicable behind-the-scenes documentary <laughs> about the 1978 Star Wars holiday special, uh, coming out in December, and of course I forgot to look up and see where, exactly where this is coming out, but, uh, um, a whole, whole entire documentary about that, um, holiday special, I'm looking forward to seeing it, uh, I have no idea where it's gonna be at, well, I'll continue that conversation later on when I look it up, but, um, yeah. Yep, uh, that should be t- interesting. Taika Waititi uh, gives an update on his Star Wars movie. Um, he said he's still developing something with them, um, but they have a lot of projects. Sure. He has a lot of projects, and they keep pushing it. So, um, so he's not when the doing time it. Is, when the time is right, it'll be there eventually. Maybe he's, you know I don't want to rush it. You know who said it. this? You know who said this? In 2018, Ryan Johnson said the same thing. <laughs> In other words, we'll come back to you eventually. You're on yeah. the back burner. <laughs> when, everyone, when everyone that saw The Last Jedi in theaters is dead, you can make your little movie. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, he also said he won't be involved in Thor 5 anytime soon. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we already kind of knew that. We talked about it a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, they should have just let him direct and let somebody else write it. Um, big news this week, the whole entire uh, movement behind the scenes with Marvel. Um, Avengers 5, the big rumor is that they're moving away from Kang. Um, they let go Quantum Mania writer Jeff Loveness, um, who yep. who was uh, I think believe a writer on Rick and Morty, um, 
And they also, Destin, uh, Destin uh, Daniel Cranton, who I talk about being a great director for Shang-Chi, um, yep. no longer directing the movie, uh, Kang Dynasty. Um, he's going to focus on Wonder Man and Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi, which are his two uh, Good. movies he was, uh, he was, he was yeah, highly heard, involved with. I heard they're looking for somebody to direct both Avengers movies now, I guess. Yep. There's um, the rumor, like the same person. So we'll see, which makes sense. Um, and Wonder Man, during this announcement, Wonder Man will be under the new Marvel Spotlight banner, which will be uh, kind of the, uh, their version of Elseworlds. Um, Interesting. But the big breaking news this week, which came out a couple days ago, is Pedro Pascal was rumored to be up for the role of Reed Richards. Uh, every news article has since um, officially confirmed this. Um, the only one that hasn't confirmed it is Kevin Feige, so it's not Feige official yet. But I expect it to be probably talked about in the summer or if they do some sort of a thing like I mentioned. Some sort of a press conference to announce all this shit, maybe. But we talk about Pedro Pascal. He's a great, great fucking actor in certain yep. roles. For this role, we talked about it off the pod. But we're going to talk about it right now. Yep. He is 48 years old in a character that <laughs> should be lasting for more than a decade because he'll be 60 by the time... A decade of this character is around. But, I mean, if you talk about it with Robert Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr. was around for a decade, was in his mid-50s when he ended his career as Iron Man, so maybe that's what they're thinking. Have somebody seasoned in there, a good, great actor who cares about age. I heard that they wanted to make it more inclusive. That too, I've heard that as well. Um <laughs> But um, at this point, um, I'm uh, shocked, like a lot of people. Um, I think there should have been somebody it's younger. It's not the ability. It's not his ability to act. Let's just he's say that, because we both love everything he's in, except for Wonder Woman 84, but that's not his fault. That's um, not his fault at all. Because <laughs> he no. is such a good actor. No. And to neither of us, he really doesn't... I mean, you know way more about Reed Richards than I do. Um, but he just doesn't... Reed? And like you say, I mean... To have 10 years and you're 48 years old, that's a big ask. Reed Richards in the comic book is an older, I would say probably yep. early 40s character. Um, yeah. So he's already seasoned in the comic books. I, I could see that. I could see him as this act, as this character. Yep. It's just for a franchise that sh you're rebooting, there should be some length of time to develop this into yes. a great franchise. You're not going to have a lot of time with Pedro. He's, yeah. he's almost 50. By the time this movie and comes we talked out, about, he'll be 50. We talked about how John Krasinski, allegedly the rumors were he was too old, so he just did that too little old. cameo. But he's four years younger than Pedro. So, But, I mean, Pedro's already under Disney, so... But there, there's no official word on this. It's just that he's, he's right. signed a contract or he's agreed to a contract. I told you that I bet you it's Doom, Doctor Doom. That I hope so. He'd be an which, awesome Doom. Which I got to tell you would be amazing casting, um, because number one, behind a mask, ninety-eight percent of the time, what the fuck is Pedro doing nowadays? He's behind a mask ninety-eight percent yep. of the time. So, yep. I, I think that would be more so on his uh, on his level. I think he would be a great villain going forward, and having him around for the next decade decade as Doctor Doom. Holy shit. I would love that yep. more, but um, the other rumor that's kind of related was uh, Javier Bardem for Galactus. That guy would be a great Doom, but he'd, he'd be, be a, a fantastic. He'd be a fantastic <laughs> Galactus too, because Galactus be. is is over over 
overwhelmingly better than Thanos if they do it right. So. Yeah. Um, so, so far, um, from all the actors that are rumored to be Mr. Fantastic, you got you got the guy from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I can't remember his name. Jamie Dormier, is that his name? Something like that? Uh, something like that, yeah. Uh, Adam Driver, Jake Gyllenhaal, which would not work for me because he's already been in no. the MCU, and yep. Pedro. Um, the the uh, Vanessa Kirby and uh, Emma Stone for Miss uh, for uh, for uh, Invisible Girl, um, Sue Storm and Harvey Harvey Bardem and Antonio Banderas as Galactus. So they're going for a Mexican actor to, to be Galactus, which is weird. Why would that, why, why would that be why would that be a Mexican uh, Ameri- Mexican actor Latin actor I don't know but uh, uh yeah I don't know I, I'm excited for this movie but the casting they got to get it right and I don't know if Pedro is the perfect choice for for Mister Fantastic I think um, nope I think uh, I think Adam Driver would be a good choice not the best choice either so I don't know that's a very very hard and I understand why they want Mister Fantastic to be a A list actor. A big, huge star because he is the star of this franchise, and he's yep. also the he's also one of the most popular, or well, not popular, but one of the most powerful mutants as far as not powers, but as far as uh, influence in the in the Marvel comic universe and leader of the Illuminati, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about that in, in weeks and months and years to come. So, that's it for news. Um, next week. Oppenheimer comes out on Tuesday, so we're finally going to be giving our full Thanksgiving review of Oppenheimer. Also going to be watching Dumb Money, a movie I've been wanting to watch for a while. Kevin yep. uh, pure, procure, 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 procured it for, procured it for me. I got it. Say it. You got it for me? I don't speak any English. So that comes <laughs> out. I watched it last out. week. We're going to watch that and talk about it. Or I'm going to watch it. Um, so that's it, for, that's it for the show this week. Um Everyone, happy Thanksgiving. If you celebrate, have fun with that turkey. Stuff it. Eat it. Douse it with gravy to help it go down your gullet. Eat, it, eat plenty of pies and cakes and, and get stuffed up. It's the, only, it's the only day you can be gluttonous and not having any worries except for diabetes and heart attacks. So go ahead. Go for it. And we'll talk to everybody after the food coma next week. Peace. Peace. Telling the truth